What up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Dinner Podcast, brought to you by T-Nitty Radio Zone, OG Nitty, and Nutrella. On this episode, we dig in and around a dating issue and ask, who was wrong? We also discuss the never-ending phenomenon known as white people, white peopling. We ask a few people, why are you here? And what good is all this talk without discussing things over a good meal? It is Sunday dinner, after all. We upgraded our menu this week to include homemade pork fried rice, pizza, cheesecake, and we washed it all down with Crown Royal Vanilla and Crown Royal Salsa Caramel. We have all this and more. So grab a plate and grab a glass because around here at Sunday dinner, everyone eats. Get a sound bite? Like, I mean, we get a click? Oh, you yeah, know. Go back and click on it. All of that. Something told you I'm going to listen to it. Something told me you want to go listen to it. Like, you remember every single thing we spoke about. Because even when I listened back to it, I was like, oh, I remember- damn, I forgot I said all that. Because especially when I p- p- pull up the synopsis, that's why I was like, damn. I should like start jotting down what we talk about when we talk like a subject so that I can put that all in the synopsis because I put the synopsis. Lil Duval. Mm-hmm. We talked about your feet. Mm-hmm. We talked about anal hair. Uh-huh. We talked about the tweet about um, unapologetically mm-hmm. black and stuff. And we talked about, well, we went off the cuff a little bit. I talked about um, MBNA, the time of MBNA. Mm-hmm. And, um... I had forgotten about that one until I listened back to it. Um, I laughed again. Shut up. <laughs> Did we talk about back to that stuff on this here or on Team Nitty Radio? That was Team Nitty Radio. Okay. All right, maybe your mind a little sharp. Either way, you can still listen back to it. <laughs> um, so that's that. All right, but we back now. As y'all can tell, here we are. It's me and the new guy. Are we recording all the time? Yeah, you saw me go up there and hit record. Oh, they were just watching us just... I mean, oh. nobody's watching this yet. I can I edit it. I mean, I'm probably not, but you know, okay. I feel like this is good fodder. We're recording on the thing too, so you know. I had no idea. Yeah, you know, so, so I like it to be that organic. Okay. I like it to be that organic. <laughs> but yeah, we back. Episode two of a new thing we did. I mean, we've been doing radio for a long time now, many many years, and now, of course, you know, naturally we take it to the podcast. It's me. It's me. It's the OG Nitty in the city. It's New Trella, and here we are, man. You know what time it is, man. It's time for Sunday dinner. Where everyone eats. You already know, man. How does it feel? How do, first of all, how did the first episode feel? Because clearly you didn't listen to it, so I won't say how it is. <laughs> but how did it feel? It felt good. I actually drummed it up, so I posted it. I probably mm-hmm. need to post it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, I did speak to a lot of people about it, and they were interested. And I was like, well, gotta wait till Sunday. Another one will drop. I can tell you did because, you know, uh, the ratings were higher where they normally are at the given time I track them. I was like, oh, snap, look at all these extra listens. This is this is pure neutrality right here. <laughs> Ain't nobody was checking for the OG like that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, so I'm probably, yeah, I just posted a couple more times so people mm-hmm. can remember, see us out there and things of that nature. Even, even though you used a different picture than the picture I had set for the... Uh, I did. Well, because I didn't have that picture. Trail got to be trail. Well, no, I, I already gave I you the, found I gave picture. you the picture that you you could have used. It was my picture. I gave it to you in the beginning. I'm talking about the animated version. I gave it to you. No, you did not. You showed it to me. Huh? You only showed it to me. Did I not send you the you link? You did not send me the link. So how where'd you get the link from? No, you sent me the link with no picture. No, the link had the picture in it. Oh, I, I didn't send know. anything to the picture. It was the oh, finished product I sent I you. Thought, I thought it was just the link. Why would I do that? <laughs> oh, my God. This is what I deal with, y'all. This, this, this is what I've been dealing with for a long time, too. This is not new. This so is that's, why I, that's why I was like, well, let me put another picture of us together. Mm-mm. It's different. Oh. But we got a few things to talk about today. 
Um, probably more than a few things, and some other things will probably come up. But I want to start off with, I guess I call it something like a story. Okay. Um, throughout my life. Wait a minute, hold on. Is this about to be deep? No. Okay, because no. I was going to say, I have a nonsensical question for you. So okay. if we're going to go deep. No, I'm not going deep at all. Okay, go ahead, Dan. Um, throughout my life, I've often been compared to like so many other people, whether it be celebrities or not. I'm always looking like somebody in somebody's eyes. Mm -hmm. um, just to give you an example, uh, back when I was coming up in college, uh, well, actually going back to high school, cats had compared me to the lead singer from Soul For Real. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the mini fro back then too. So, mm -hmm. and you know, back then everybody was dressed in a certain kind of way too. So I was fitting that description. Got in college. At one point I was told I look like Red Man and Method Man at the same time. <laughs> Not sure how that happened. Um, when I had cornrows, and this was probably just white people, white people, and I had got, told, they told me I look like Alan Iverson. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I've been told yeah. I look like Sinbad, Steve Harvey, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker? I get, actually, I get Forrest Whitaker more than anybody else. Really? Um, like a light well, Forrest Whitaker? I get Forrest Whitaker more than anybody else from white people. Okay. From black people, but some black people say they can kind of see it once they get past the whole eye thing. I still don't. Um, <laughs> Maybe light skin? From, from black people, I, I think I easily mostly get Sinbad. I can see that. I get that. I've been told I look like, now of course this is my, um, who was the group? Not H-Town, not Silk. One of the groups from back in that era who probably had like one next good hit. No, they would have been before next. Intro? No. No. It's not coming to me now. Because um, no, H-Town was a three-man group, so it wasn't them. The people who sing is written all over your face? No. It was, um. so I come up, it'll come to me later, but it was like one of those four-man groups. And in that album cover, one of the dudes was like light-skinned with a little flat top. He had like the uh, the jumper on. Or overalls, as After some people call seven. them, with the one strap off, it wasn't them. And I don't know why. We're going through almost every group, so you figure the one group should come to me, right? <laughs> but it's not, and I don't know why I'm joining the tournament. Either way, they said his picture in that young boy days looked like my picture, my high school picture. All right, so I'm, I'm going somewhere here with this. So I get compared to a lot of people. Okay. Well, people tell me I look like their relatives, this and that and the other. Okay. Over the last month, well, about two months ago, this one, uh, one girl I work with at my part-time job, she said I look just like her father. <laughs> to the point and she her daughters came and she said looks just like and then they looked at me and all of a sudden it's like oh my god it's scary i saw the picture of her father i didn't agree but whatever then within the last month a few weeks ago another co-worker at the same job young boy he fast forward he basically told me i look just like his father and he kept asking me do you know so do you have any brothers or something that i was like yeah i got a brother a little brother or whatever he's like Okay, now he's like, because you look just like somebody, like, just like, he kept going, and he just kept asking questions, he was probing. All this time, he's not telling me it's his father looked like today, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, that's, I said, I get talking like, like a lot of people, he said, yeah, that's somebody's my father, like, his mom's having to come in, and she agreed with him, all right? So then one day, I was walking home from a day job, and I always walked past the same set of houses, and one dude came out, and he came out, he said, I look just like either his son or grandson i forget when i look just like i was like damn i'm just looking like everybody mm -hmm. this motherfucker. so today today in i'll take it news as in today i mean just before we started recording somebody you and i both know very closely who, <laughs> she texted me a picture and said 
this looks like it could have been you. Or no, this looks like y'all could have been related or like cousins or something back in your, I guess my high school days, she said. Mm-hmm. No, she said this young pick. So it was a young picture of this current actor. And it says y'all could, y'all looks like y'all could be cousins or something in this young pick. Who is that actor, you ask me? I would like to know. And this is why y'all take it. <laughs> uh, one Michael Ealy. I was like, I will take every bit of that. <laughs> I didn't see it, but ladies, I just got compared to a young Michael Ealy. I was like, all right, you can say what you want. It was not, well, y'all can't see. I'm showing a uh, neutral of the picture right there. It's the picture on the left. And um, I guess because she. The picture on the left. Yeah, so I guess. This you back in the day, you right. saying? Yeah. Without the facial hair and Correct. stuff? Correct. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm mad don't burst that my I, bubble. No, I'm not. I'm going to say I'm mad that I can see that. Oh, okay, cool. Yo, we're supposed to be past the point that you're mad about these. I thought we were past this. <laughs> Yeah, we're supposed to be friends from what 2019 Damn, you still harbor hate in your heart. No, I was just like, wow, like, because I wouldn't have seen that. I would not have seen that until, yeah. You know, in a way that kind of almost, it's almost bittersweet, because like I normally did now, I'm like, damn, if I was like a young Michael Ealy back in high school or early college, I should have been crushing him. I wasn't crushing him. You, you didn't know, I guess you didn't know which, the power that you had. Well, none of the ladies let me know, because I wasn't crushing <laughs> I guess they didn't know the power I had neither. Shit. Other dudes had power. I saw it right before my eyes. I was just kind of there. Like. <laughs> they didn't look like a young Michael Ealy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so for all y'all ladies that passed up on a young Michael Ely, that's what the fuck you get. I hope you, I hope you wind up with a Forrest motherfucking Whitaker. Well, I mean, technically, that's still you. Nope. Ain't no. Ain't, ain't, I mean. Because you were compared to. Right, but. So technically yeah. still you. Nobody said it was a complimentary comparison. If somebody no. tells me I look like a Michael Ealy, that's a compliment. No, I'm sorry, Forrest Whitaker. If you hear this, Forrest Whitaker, first of all, shout out to us if Forrest Whitaker hears this podcast. No shade. Well, there is shade in there, but no, I was just trying to be malicious, but let's keep it funky. You know. This is be honest. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, we ain't, we ain't never seen him in none of the GQ's top 50 whatever or. No. Is he married? I don't know. Because I've never seen them on like red carpets with women and stuff. Like, you know, you usually see the stars with women and stuff like that. Not that I've seen them on every red carpet or not that I need to know his business. But when you're in the star, when you're in the limelight, you're in the limelight. He's, a, he's an A-list actor. We put him at A-list, right? He is an A-list. Yeah. So, you know, the media stay all up in your personal life. Oh, before we go any further, um, I would say this podcast is brought to you by, but it's not. But we're going to talk about Unplug Them anyway today on Sunday Dinner. We are drinking Crown Roll, Salted Caramel, and we have Crown Roll Vanilla. Shout out to Nutrella for making that happen. Oh, well, I guess we shouldn't talk about drinking before we talk about the eating. That's what I'm going to say. We didn't even talk about the I was so excited because, you know, you brought so much, you know, in abundance. Where's the frankincense and myrrh, right? Um, <laughs> so, on this week's, uh, this week's lineup for the cuisine, I actually made pork fried rice. And, you know, that's, one, that's not something I usually make. It's something I feel like I'm still working on, so... Uh, what I did, I told Nutrella as a backup, just in case she didn't like it, I went out and bought some pizza. Shout out to DeMeo's Pizza, uh, located on Market Street, North Market Street, on the Market Street Mall in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, she, so she had the pork fried rice. So your thoughts? It was good. I appreciate it. Was, it was that. good. So yeah, That's we, why when you, you didn't have to put the disclaimer out there, I probably would have never known. Huh? You didn't have to put the disclaimer mm-hmm. out there, I probably would have never know. known. Because, you know, what happens is if I don't do it like that, I... Even though I tell people I'm with their honesty, sometimes people still might feel like, damn, nah, I don't want to crush them. So I feel like if I leave with that, then they'll know I have to know. Then, okay. Yeah. Then it's the difference. And Nutrella also brought for dessert. Yes, we even got dessert on Sunday dinner. 
She brought some cheesecake courtesy of Lo Cheesecake Factory. Yes. We are out here winning tonight, folks. We are out here winning tonight. So I'm loving all of it. So all of the bunnies. So let's set this over the shot. I guess Forrest it, Whitaker we'll, is married. That's what I was looking okay. for. Okay. So we'll make this, I guess this will be a new tradition for the Sunday dinner. The yes. shot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bottles up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Hit a little harder than I thought. Yeah, I like that better. It went down a little more difficult than, than I thought. Mm. I haven't missed it yet. Uh, also, new trailer. Was a little bit of spice in that? Ooh, yeah. It yeah, has some spice, kick. caramel. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Also, she brought to mix with the, uh, the salted caramel was apple juice. And to mix with the vanilla, she brought uh, root beer, right? Yeah. Yeah, root beer. So shout out to A&W. Shout out to Tropicana. Hey, all these spots we dropping? Oh, when we blow, we, we definitely going to start looking for some royalty <laughs> money. We're going to need some ad pop plugs and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Because we're about to be in high demand out here. So, yeah, that was my story. I, I, I don't know. I'm feeling, people have me feeling like I got this universal face. Because it's like, when I get compared to all these people, these people don't all, don't, favor each other per se like mm -hmm. like if you put us all in they a don't. room i don't I see don't. people saying oh it's like 10 shades of whoever or 10 right. degrees like of all her. these people look like they could be related no, right Sinbad does not look like it could be related to forrest whitaker right who could be related to alan iverson who could be related to michael ealy who could be related to method to man to red, red man and, i've yeah. gotten red the man multiple times normally if i got my hair cut down low and i got the chin strap people quick to uh compare me to method man at that given point in time um, well, I've also gotten Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah, you did say Steve Yeah, I've gotten Steve Harvey uh, multiple times. So, yeah, I'm all over the place. And then when people see my father, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what you really look like. I remember one time, one of my old barbers, uh, uh, my father, you know, sometimes he asked me what barber I go to if he need a cut. And one of my old barbers, he went in. I wasn't with him. And <laughs> he said, when he walked in, the guy said that, my barber said then. You Nitty's father? <laughs> he's like, I can tell. Nah, you look just like him. And you know, of course, he ain't used Nitty. He's my government because my father wouldn't know who the hell Nitty was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's that. So, yeah, that's. Uh, so, you know, that was a good story to start off with. Now, you said you had something. Yes. A very nonsensical question to ask. Yeah, kind of. So, it was on Twitter. And mm -hmm. it was like, um, they said they've rounded up some of the most black iconic sitcoms. And was doing like the black sitcom cafeteria. So there's 10 tables. Mm -hmm. And it says, which table would you have sit, sat at in the cafeteria? Mm -hmm. All right. You know, that cafeteria thing has been going around a lot. Yeah. I guess it's, well, I mean, I saw it yesterday. I don't know. So I guess that's a new sensation. I saw sensation. one today, too, that wasn't mm -hmm. this one. So table one is The Cosby Show, Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, and Good Times. Okay. Table two is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Family Matters, The Parkers, and The Proud Family. Table three is the Boondocks, uh, the Cleveland Show, and that looks like the PJs. Okay. Table four is just in living color. Table five. Is table by themselves? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> table five was Living Single, Girlfriends, and Eve. Table six is the Parenthood, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and the Hughleys. Table seven is a different world, Sister, Sister, and Moesha. Me. Table eight is Steve Harvey, half and half, all of us, and in the house. Table nine, the Bernie Mac show, everybody hates Chris and smart guy. And table ten, Martin, the Wayne's brothers, and Jamie Foxx. I was wondering where Martin was in all of this. <laughs> so first of all, I'll say this: it's our one. It's already going to be difficult. 
Yeah. And I like the fact that they made it difficult because I was wondering if they were going to put like all the heavy hitters at one table. Mm -hmm. So I like how they spread them out because you could have easily said Martin, Fresh Prince, you know. And that would have been the table that everybody Yeah, and in Living Color, like what? Yeah. So I do like that. Some of them tables I kind of already eliminated in my head. But um, let me go back for a second. Who was at the Fresh Prince table? It was Fresh Prince, Family Matters, the Parkers, and the Proud Family. Fresh Prince, Family Matters, Parkers, and the Proud Family. Fresh and I'll give you this. Let's pretend because now people most of the time have two lunches. They have an A day and a B mm -hmm. day. So you can choose two tables. Okay. Because Fresh Prince and Family Matters is heavy. That's a heavy pairing for me. Mm -hmm. It's heavy on both them shows prior to Light Skin Harriet. Yes. All right. Um, Wait a minute. So what about light skin um, Aunt Viv? Even though I'm, I'm team dark Aunt Viv, I still mess with Fresh Prince to the end. Okay. Family matters just started going to. First of all, Urkel got too old to still be Urkel. <laughs> and then well, started, I guess that's why they gave him Stefan. Right. No, but I mean, remember they still had him Urkel and like Stefan mm. came in, but it's like, but even that, like, the whole little, you know, mutation thing in the chamber, that was cool for a little temporary thing, but then when like, Stefan became a real thing, and then I was like, ah, so I, you know, whatever. Um, now, who was at the Good Times table? It was the Cosby Show. It the was Good the Cosby Times. Show, Good Times, the Jeffersons, and Sanford and Son. Times, oof. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to be in one of the tables. <laughs> when I think back, I mean, the Cosby Show was heavy enough, but, mm -hmm. ooh. It's, ooh, the Jeffersons, okay. So, we're going to set them over. They live in colors by themselves. And who was Martin with? Martin is with Martin, the Wayans brothers, and Jamie Foxx. I mean, I honestly could take a leave Jamie Foxx or the Wayans brothers. I know some people say, you know, those shows are so great. And I'm not saying they weren't good, but they never really moved me. I mean, they're not, yeah. if they're on like a rerun, I yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, let nah, me turn this they on. They were there. Like, yeah, I've, sat, I've seen a rerun or two of Jamie, but it was like nothing else was on. And I was like, right. Okay. Like, I would watch Stanford and Son before I watched Jamie. Yeah. I, yeah, I was never too big of a fan of the ways. And I gave them a legitimate try. <laughs> but it sucks because I could still watch Martin as if it just premiered. Right. So that's what's making it difficult because I really would hate to leave Martin out. But you only get one show from that table. If I go back to that Fresh Prince table, you get Fresh Prince and Family Matters. Them other tables, I don't think anything moved me like that. Um, well, you, who was with a different world? Um, sister, Sister, and Moesha. Sister, Sister, Moesha. Psh, I'm good on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so definitely for uh, A Day or Day A or whatever you call it, I'm taking the Cosby's. Sand for the Sun, Good Times, and the Jeffersons. Okay. Um, taking that all day. Um, for the B table, for the B table, whoo, all right, because I'm narrowing it down to two tables now. Yes. The Olivia Color table and the Martin table. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is tough. This is tough. All right, the Olivia Color table and the Martin table. How many seasons did Olivia Color have? I don't know. They had a good bit of seasons, but I will say that I did feel like after Keenan Ivory Wayans left, that's what I was trying to figure out. When, I was trying to figure out when they lost the control, because yeah. when the white folk took over, like they did Shea Chappelle, that's what. So, that's so, I'm trying, so really, I guess I want to know how many seasons the Keenan and them still have it on lock. Because you know what? I remember, because also like you said it's not just Martin though. Yeah. You also got 
Dwayne's and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I don't know. That's equivalent to not like it's literally just Martin against like if Martin wasn't <laughs> at the table with Jamie Foxx and Dwayne's, I'd take a liver color over them two. But you know what? I'm going with Martin because you know there are still some of the color. I mean, there's still some of the color that make me laugh, but there are some skits I'm like I'm probably past. I'm past mm-hmm. now. Like like for instance, the handyman thing wouldn't do it for me. Yeah, that wasn't too funny. Like, yeah. I mean, even when I was a kid, and quick disclaimer, y'all, kids are ignorance. Kids can be assholes. Mm-hmm. As a kid, we used to just like to make fun of the handyman with the whole duh, 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 and hand on the chin thing. I, I'm an adult. I wouldn't do that now, so that's not appealing to me. Um, so, the, so yeah, I'm going to go lunch day A, the good times and all of them. Lunch day B, I'm going with Marty Ma. And I guess... When he goes off, there's nothing else on TV. I'm going to check out Jamie Foxx. And then if there's something left, if I don't fall asleep, it'll be the Wayans Brothers. <laughs> You'll fall asleep. Yeah. I went with um, In Living Cover and... In Living Cover. <laughs> in Living Color uh-huh. and Living Single. Who's that Living Single's table? table? It was Living Single, Girlfriends, and Eve. Now, okay. Eve, I could have left. Yeah. But I like Living Single and Girlfriends. Well, in all fairness... I've maybe seen three episodes of Girlfriends in my life. Ah. Like, nothing against the show. Either it came on at a time when I was in the round, per se, to watch, mm-hmm. or it, it coincided with something else I was already into. See, for me, being a black woman mm-hmm. and having female friends, it was easy. It's relatable. True. You know, you could find you and your friends right. in those four mm-hmm. characters. And I did I did definitely so, like living single a lot. Right. I like that show a lot. So. so that's why I said I definitely would have put yeah. that's why that's one of the tables for me. Yeah. Not that I didn't like Martin, but I did I was thinking, you know, all right, I like to laugh. There's something mm-hmm. in a living color that would have me laughing if I right. was at lunch with them people. Mm-hmm. So that's So you I said living color was your day A? Yeah. Alright. And just to piggyback on your point about relatable for you with the you know the girlfriend's thing. I want to point something out because I was talking with somebody yesterday over text and she side-eyed me because, you know, there's the new HBO comedy, sketch comedy out, the Black Lady Sketch Show. Yes. With, created by Robert Thede and them and they got all the right. heavy hitters in there. And, you know, I was hyped for because most of the, like, 90% of those people I already enjoy. Mm-hmm. And plus, Quinta Brunson, she's on there and I've, like, been a fan of hers for a long time. And... Like before she like started getting to this mainstream. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I would say that she's so funny. She should make it. So now you see her making it. It's like, oh, I'm really ready. For, and she's going to be paired with all these people. So I caught the pilot a few days ago. And it was very creative. You can tell it very well. But it didn't really make me laugh. Like, I mean, I had some moments, but not like I thought I was. Like I sat there right. straight face a lot. Where I was just like, okay, I can see the joke there. But it didn't make me laugh. So I was talking to my own girl about it. I was texting her. I was like, yeah, it's not making me laugh like I thought I would. I mean, I'm going to stick with it, you know, because mm-hmm. same thing happened with mm-hmm. that. The, um, Blackish and other shows like that, which I love now. And she was like, oh, da da da. And then I forgot what she said, but then I said, um, I said, maybe, it, maybe it's more, because she said she could check it out. I said, maybe it's more relatable to women, or maybe women will find it funnier. Because a lot of the stuff was going on, it was, I guess, things in the lives of black women in the same. Mm-hmm. She side-eyed me as if I was almost being chauvinistic, but I was like, "No, nah, I'm being real. Just like the way I watch Living Single and the way you watch Living Single would be different. Yeah. It's still an enjoyable show. You right. You still enjoyed it. Right. But we look at it through different eyes. Yeah. Well, just like, what was the movie with like Bill Bellamy and Shamal Moore and the brothers? Yes. 
So, you know, like you said, I probably might watch that different than different you watch. Like, damn, I see that, da, 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 da. Or I might even be like, right. let's, for instance, when the one girl was shooting at his crib. Right? <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, I I'm like, she was like, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Nah, Mr. Moore on. Moore's character. Yeah, I remember that movie. I was like, okay. And I remember back, and of course, my young boy day, my younger days too, where maybe my mom wasn't as open or, you know, you know, giving, look at different perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, damn, she crazy. She wilding out, da, 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 da. But then the woman might be like, I can see what could drive her to that because he was done. Right. Whereas, you know, I can look back and see that now. So I'm like, no, it wasn't that kind of energy I was giving off. I just feel like maybe I couldn't relate to her. Or anything. like in the wood when, um, don't he like grab her butt or something? Yeah. Like you might look at it like, oh, that's what boys mm -hmm. did. It was like, da, da, da. To me, I'm looking like, yo, that's, to me, that's annoying. Yeah. Like, yo, I remember that, but I remember it from an annoying mm -hmm. aspect. Right. Not... Oh, they just playing a little bet type thing. Exactly. So, yeah, there's no reason for the side. Either. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, moving on now, speaking of uh, men and women and things of that nature, of course, we spoke before, and there was a topic I was chomping at the bit to touch on. This topic has been, I mean, it's been real heavy on social media, at least on my social media, for like a good two, three days. Um, in my my, my uh, group chats and my Facebook, I'm talking about. I don't even know how many um, comments deep it is. I think I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm going to talk about? It's revolving yes. around a date that happened between two people who were interacting on social media. Um, what I'm going to do? I'm going to start off by reading the letter that this man wrote. It was an anonymous letter, and his question is, "Was I wrong?" That's that's actually the header. Was I wrong? So I begin. I meet a woman in a Facebook group. We hit it off and chatted in posts and with a uh, personal message for a month. She lived in the same city, but an hour away. She told me that she was going to be near me on a weekday and wanted to see if I wanted to see her. I said yes. She asked where we should go, and I suggested a local pastry or sandwich shop near where she was going to be after her meeting. She said that she looked forward to meeting me. I arrived about 10 minutes later, and she showed up. We began talking. I ordered a sweet tea and a muffin. She ordered a wine and sandwich. Then another wine. Then another wine. That sounds like a damn soca song. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, then a dessert. And a fourth wine. So let's check that now. One wine. Two wine. Three wine. Dessert. Four wine. Sandwich. And a sandwich. We had a nice conversation and the place was closing in about 20 minutes. The waiter brought the bill. And since she had the bulk of the bill... He offered it to her. <clears throat> First of all, shout out to that waiter, because <laughs> never in the history of serving have I ever seen anyone do that. Say, oh, she was, I could tell she was eating the most, so let me slide this, because they will still slide that bitch right to me. Yes. You know, um, very rarely have I had a service say, will this be together or, you know, separate or whatever. They would have just <clears throat> Yep. And I got stories for days about that kind of stuff, but I, I digress. So, she did not take it and pointed at me. I was surprised, but took it and opened the bill. Each wine was $12. The mm. sandwich, $11. Cheesecake, $8. Tea, tree fitty. Muffin, $3. My portion, $6.50. Hers, $67 before tax and tip. I politely indicated that I would take care of mine, tax and tip, to equal about $25 of the $75 bill. 
I did not ask her out. Well, he said, he said, I did not ask her out. She set up the date. She has a job. And I was willing to pay not one, not two, but three times my amount to be nice. I added the not one, not two. He just said I was willing to pay three times my amount to be nice. Then she lectured me for three minutes on how men need to step up and be men. They need to treat women better and respect them more. I sat and listened and nodded my head. I excused myself to the restroom and to pay the bill. I got up and walked to, I got up and walked to the front. I handed the young man the bill and ten bucks. Told him this was her date and the rest will be taken care of by her. He said okay, and then I walked out. I got about a half block away in my car where my phone blows up. She calls me and I do not answer because I'm driving. Safety first. <laughs> when I get home, I had over a dozen text messages and two voicemails telling me what a loser I am. I must have a small dick or I can't get it up. And that I'm a terrible father, all because I did not let her take advantage of me. And his question again, was I right or wrong? I'm going to defer to you, Nutrella. Um, I do not think that he was wrong. I do believe that this story was written, of course, from his point of view, mm -hmm. adding his feelings and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. We did not get the woman's side. But if we stick straight to the facts, she ordered four wines and a sandwich. The mm -hmm. bill was this. He ordered a muffin and a, a tea. tea. His bill was that. Mm -hmm. We stick just straight to the facts. Mm -hmm. um, First of all, I appreciate that you said that. Because so many people started adding in so many speculations and what ifs and scenarios that were nowhere in this in this in this monologue here. Right. And that's what I said. If you take away if you take about out his um side things that he added, like, dude, you did not answer that phone, woman's phone because you was driving safety first. Like that was added. That he was, was being extra. petty. Yeah, that was that was extra. So if you take that out and you stick straight with the facts, y'all met in a Facebook group chat, she asked to meet you, you suggested a place to meet, your bill was $75. Mm -hmm. You stick straight with those facts, I think that it was very generous of him to offer to pay the $25. Mm -hmm. And there might be some women that go against me with that, but I do. I feel like it was generous of him to offer the more than Yeah. Now, would I have even, because what I probably would have suggested, or I would have said, or he would have caught my attention, I would say, is if he split the bill half. Mm -hmm. Would I expected this man to pay the whole bill? Absolutely not. Our first time meeting, mm -hmm. I asked you. Come on. I would not have expected it. Come on. Had he paid the bill, oh, that would have been a big eye opener. I'd have been like, oh, okay. Talk to this me. This guy is really nice. Now, if he was just like, let's split it, thirty-seven fifty a piece. Even I would even took that. Been mm -hmm. like, wow, okay. So. Him offering to pay the twenty five in my mind was generous. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, you know what happened between him paying the ten dollars and him actually speaking to this woman. Mm -hmm. Whether you know he side eyed her, gave her some smart remarks to make her go above and beyond and start talking about his dick size and his mm -hmm. kids and all that. I don't know, but I do know that um, all of that wasn't necessary. I right mean, at the end of the day, just don't go out with the man. Right. Him. Regardless, it's still your food. Right. So you have to be ready to pay for what you ate and what you drank. So if and I, then at that point, mm, just say, I'm not going out with no more. So if I picked up the tab, my dick is big now? No. <laughs> I didn't know paying the tab affected the size of my exactly. penis. Exactly. I picked up every stupid. fucking tab in America. That's, not, that's why, to me, that was a stupid comment. I'd be running around like, doing random <laughs> acts of kindness. Let me get that! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on my jog and shit. Oh, I'm getting an opportunity to pay! 
<laughs> Dick enlargement. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, that's stupid. Yes, like, I'm gonna glow and you could have came. I, like, you could have came at. Oh, you must not really make the money you say you make. Something mm -hmm. like that. You know, I would have came at that. But I know. That come at his dick size because he didn't pay your bill. And he's a bad father. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, like right. I don't even so, know where that came from. Like, when did y'all yeah. talk about kids? Like, right. you left that out. Exactly. So, <laughs> sound like he saved about fifty dollars put towards his kids. <laughs> That's what you say, sound like. I'm just saying. But I mean, do I feel like? I feel like. As a woman, we can't have it both ways. There's a lot of times when women run around Talk saying, on "Speak on it." Um, Speak on it. You're the man. You're the man. Pay for this. Pay for that. Pay for this. Pay for that. But then also be the first one to holler. I can do it. Mm -hmm. I can do it. I can do it. So I feel like we gotta find that balance. Right. We can't want it to work for us when we want it to work for us, and then want to shut it down mm -hmm. when we want to mm -hmm. prove that our dick is big. Cherry picking. So. Cherry pick. So, yeah. first of all. I agree with everything you said. <clears throat> what pissed me off is some of the comments of people, especially the ones I know personally. Mm -hmm. um, so many different ways to attack this from so many angles. Now, one of them I will say is, first of all, to the people who keep saying it's just $75, <laughs> kiss my black ass from here to across the street, okay? Because first of all, you don't, first of all, don't clock people's pockets or their ability to pay for $75, okay. Maybe $75 ain't nothing to somebody with good bread. If I'm just a regular Joe Schmo, $75 could be my, or even if I got good bread, who you don't know what my money's are tied up in, could be all kinds of things. Investors, assets, waste, whatever. Well, you said he's a father, so $75. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's that's one thing. Secondly, people talking about some, no way you could go, if you go out on a date, you spend spending $75 easy. Not in a fucking pastry I shop in a day. Not at a pastry at the work shop. Is, Fucking Bruhaha Starbucks? Yeah. That's essentially a Starbucks with a liquor license. Like, I've never went, and you know, you always hear people talk about how expensive Starbucks is, right? I never heard anybody say they spent $75 on a fucking Starbucks. <laughs> and now you do it on a date. Three people could go in Starbucks and not spend $75. I agree. For our, like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, all right. If four people went into Starbucks, right? I'm going to use 100 real quick. So that means that four people, mm -hmm. is that $25 a pop, mm -hmm. right? So, what do you spend the $25 on at Starbucks? Let's say you get a sandwich and a coffee. That's still not $25. That might be $12. Right. So, you Maybe need more. 15 at the most. Right. Okay. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, it'd be, unless you're, like, really that thirsty or hungry or something, you might be hard-pressed to spend $25 in the Starbucks. But then, if now, I'm really I'll, that thirsty or hungry, I'm not meaning you at the pastry shop. Right. I'm going to say, nah, let's go to, you know, whatever restaurant. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, or maybe I shouldn't go to the $12 wine place. Right. Because, see, that's the problem, too. Um, you know these wines are expensive. Well, to me, $12 or a glass of wine is expensive. I guess to these, it's just $75, folks, so it ain't not. She was out here like she was at a day party. Yeah. A day party in D.C. somewhere in New York. Like, if, if they were doing something like that, I could see that happening because, you know, shit is what it is. But, nah, not at the fucking brouhaha. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not eating that, yo. And especially... You know, people were talking about like, uh, you know, like you said, a man should do this, a man should do that, or they would even go and say, yeah, your your grandparents, you know, back in their day, the man picked up everything. Back in my grandparents' day, the women wasn't drinking a whole bottle of wine at the fucking first date neither. No, they wouldn't. That was un been, that was unladylike. That'd have been cheaper to buy the bottle of wine. Exactly. Than drink it anyway. Exactly. And since <laughs> I want to bring up my grandparents' days, that would have been unladylike. The have looked at real crazy. Scarlet letter style. <laughs> so y'all want to do that? Fuck y'all because y'all again y'all trying to cherry pick. Nah, if you wanna you gotta be across the board with that motherfucker. 
And like you said, even take it to 2019. First, okay, some people say it was a date, some people say it was a meetup, whatever you want to classify it as. Who just goes out on the first and starts drinking bottles of wine to them to the face themselves? <laughs> it's not like he shared in his wine. This nigga had one tea. While she drank four, bo- four, four glasses, glasses of wine. Which essentially equates to a bottle of wine. Like, yeah. come on, son. Come on, okay. And what was the wine making? You know, because you had the sandwich after the what? The first bottle glass of wine? So it wasn't the wine making you hungry because you already ate. I don't even know. Like, like you're saying, even in 2019, it's still some, in my opinion, you know, a facade that you want to get mm-hmm. off as a woman. Mm-hmm. And drinking a whole bottle of wine at, like you said, the coffee yeah. shop is not it. I could see if we were, I could even see if we were at the bar. Mm-hmm. If we were at a bar. And y'all just caught up in the moments, bar. you know what I mean? Yes. Because your bill can run up at a bar. Right. But there's no way in the world I'm running up a bill at a coffee shop. Right. I'm just not. At all. I'm. And it, here's the thing, too. Like you said, um, you didn't say it, but you said it. It's about decorum at some point. Like, for instance, this is me as a man. You know, I know they put different weights on men versus women in certain instances, right? People might expect me to drink more, you know, than the average woman, what have you. Now, you've known me for a long time. You know I can throw it back. Mm-hmm. If I was on a first date with somebody, or first meetup, what do you want to call it? She wouldn't know I could throw it back. Right. I'm chilling, because first of all, I don't want her to think, damn, this is how you go hard. But secondly, I wouldn't want to put myself in a position where I might get like, butt, two buzz up or nice, like being an out of state, state of mind where I might not look as attractive or whatever to her. Like, if you know me for a long time, and let's say you see me get a little nicer, maybe too overly nice, because I'm thinking if you're drinking a bottle of wine, depending on the proof of stuff, you know, you might get you overly might, nice. You might, right. At least you'll already know my character. Like, if I did that around you, new trailer, you would know my character enough to know, okay, dead, and look at God, and da 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 Maybe you clown me about it the next day, however my bad. I don't want to take that chance on no first day. It's your first impression here. So, so many things about decorum here. So, I'm like, all that just went out the window. First. Well, my thing is also, not even with that, it's my first date. Yeah. I don't want to be incoherent with somebody I don't right. know. Right. Like, not even about me making an impression yeah. for you to per se. Mm-hmm. But I don't know you to right. have that, my guard down mm-hmm. that much. And in this day and age, you know, there's a yeah, lot of sickos like, out there. No. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a whole lot wrong Hell with yeah. that. But Next thing you know, you splat it all over the internet if you... Yeah, you can make it out. Say, you know what I mean? Uh, let's let's not even assume the worst. You fuck around, just wind up on the end of it a little while. He's like, okay, I ain't got no respect for her. This is what she doing? Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. blah. Like this shit. Mm-hmm. She ended up on the internet all while. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We don't know who you are. You know what I mean? You know who you are. Exactly. Though. She and saw that shit out. She said, "This motherfucker." She probably said the most more dick text. Yeah, so I'm just saying, like you said, you end up on the internet mm-hmm. all while, and that's my thing. Like. I don't know you to be that comfortable yeah. with you. As a matter of fact, we met up at the pastry shop for a reason. Because mm-hmm. I don't know you. Right. There's no reason for you to even know where I live at. Exactly. And take into account as well, going back to the kind of decorum thing, the environment. So, nobody in the history of historydom, in terms of like regular Joe Schmoes, we're not talking about like the super wealthy or whatever, has ever thought of a pastry shop and thought, Oh, we about to spend bread, or he got money, or yeah. she got money, right? Now, me personally, and this is just me, Nitty. If I'm being treated somewhere, I'm not. I don't even want to feel like I'm running up your pockets. Like, let's say, all right, let's say if I go out for myself, and I know I'm gonna go out and buy myself. I'm gonna just say, let's say ten beers. I'm just using a round number, right? 
just because I know I can buy myself 10 beers or drink the beers, I'm not going to do that to somebody who's treating me. I might have like two beers because I don't want to run your right. pockets. Um, the only time I've done more is when people are like, ah, I know you drink more than that. We hung out before. Go ahead, man. Then I'm like, ah, I'll get another one because you pull about her on my body. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if I wanted more, I'm not going to go. She didn't give a shit. She's she because especially also you do I feel like you do in proportion to your date. So if That's I'm on a date and it's somebody's treating and I see they just eating this one or two things, I'm gonna stay within that realm. She clearly saw this man had a fucking tea and a croissant, like a fucking muffin, like and you said, Oh, let me get the sandwiches and the water wines and desserts and the cakes. Like And the thing is, I feel like the wine only stopped because the coffee shop was closing. Yeah, she might have kept drinking the wine mm-hmm. if she was throwing it back like that. Yeah, Again, that's me adding to the story mm-hmm. now. This is going above and beyond, right. not sticking to drink just mm-hmm. the facts. But I can insinuate because mm-hmm. he said the shop is now closing. Right. So yeah. So okay. So let's say we stick with just the facts. Is that so? Now of course everybody saying the man should pay. One of my men, he made a comment. And I felt him. He said, I don't agree that you have to bow down to societal pressures if you see something that you don't like. Because there was a woman in the group who was like, nah, even if you don't like it, I mean, maybe she was out of pocket. You just charge it to the game. Just take the L and keep it moving. And he's like, no, nah, I feel like you should bow down to societal pressures if you see something that you don't like. Charging it to the game is an expensive way to let them down easy when what you really want to do is exactly what he did. I'm going to tell you, I felt that shit. 10,000 ways a Sunday. And I'm going to tell you why I felt it so hard. Because I've been the guy on multiple occasions who's had to eat that fucking tag that was unwarranted just because of what? Societal pressures. And the shit pissed me off. I've told my mother several times about dates I've had. And she was like, she's like, what? Second time, it happened like, it was like one summer where it was happening like with different Mm -hmm. And she was like, Nah, you know, Delaware small, so she was being serious. She was like, nah, somebody must have put put the APB out. Somebody put put it out your name out. She was doing this or something because I don't see how these women just do Because, yo, I've had, like, I never forget, this is one woman, you know, we had been out before. Not, like, on a date, mm-hmm. but, like, we've been out around each other, you know, yada, yada, yada. Where she's buying her own shit. And I've seen her be married, reserved, or whatever, or, you know. She wasn't going heavy, you know? So we did go out on a date once. And when I tell you, I mean, I knew she was a drinker. When I tell you, I see her throwing back craft beer after craft beer. This is why I stay new to the craft beer. You know, craft beer is more expensive than regular right. beer. She was getting like heavy craft beers. Like the kind, you know, sometimes they only give you like an eight ounce pour versus a 16 because the alcohol content is so strong. Mm-hmm. Those are usually pricier. And that tab came. And that motherfucking tab said, well, $180 or something like that. $170, something. Wow. Some wild shit. Oh, man. Matter of fact, no, I remember. It was $140 something. It's still expensive. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck? Here's the thing. It, it upset me a couple ways. Because when I was like, even while she was going, I was like, damn, she going mad hard. And I ain't never seen Yeah, I even talked to her. Damn, you, I said, you going hard tonight, dude. I lied to you. Like, kind of like joking, trying to be diplomatic about it. She just agreed and kept going. <laughs> so I paid that and I was pissed one because I see how you are and you just know how you normally order but then two you know back at this time I was working in like a collections job so you know it was hard to get a center so this happened to be the month I happened to hit the little center joint I was like you know I had a little change it was like a small incentive there go the little incentive right there right like there. you know fucking buck 40 you know what I mean I was like some bullshit um, but again, you know, okay, went out on a date, I, I, and 
I'm trying to think, did I even ask her out? I think she might have just said we should go out and I agree. But I mean it was a date, but it was like, damn. I took that L and I took the L from her one more time too. It wasn't that as as bad. But it was still worse than it should have been. Like right. when it went to like a Ruby Tuesdays and the tab was still like eighty, ninety dollars at a Ruby fucking Tuesday. <laughs> like what the fuck? And now here, you know, Ruby had the five dollar Ruby relaxes back yeah. then. Like, you was go working hard. And this this is when I realized the game was on. Cause, a matter of fact, no, she was going hard. I was like, damn. Now at this time, I was like, hold on, my money ain't as strong as mm-hmm. before, so I'ma have to. Uh. So then she did want to go into the bathroom. When she did. I said, the bartender, what's my tab? They told. I said, yeah, close that right now. So we're gonna finish this up. Cause she came back. I was like, yeah. And so I said, oh, we leaving already? I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, she was still ready to go some more. Nah, we wasn't gonna make this motherfucker three digits. And that's happened with other women. I've had other women do this to me, and every time I succumb to the fact of. I guess it's the man. I need to do this shit. Or, you know. Well, I feel like that's kind of like old time thinking. Yeah. That's like, okay, so just walk with me down the mm-hmm. street real quick. Let's walk. So I'm thinking, to me, that's the same as I'm on a date and this man says to me, well, you know, a woman's supposed to take care of her man, so mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to cut my steak before I eat it. Mm-hmm. So am I supposed to charge it to the game and cut this man's steak and then just not go out with him anymore? That's something that women had to do in public back in the day? Well, I mean, back in the 50s and 60s. Oh, I didn't and stuff, know that. Yeah, like, okay. it was like ladies right. to take care of your mm-hmm. man all the way. So, or he says, um, uh, yeah, I want to take you out on a date, so I'm going to come to your house and make sure you cook me this dinner. Mm-hmm. Well, where's the date part? Right. And why? Because, then, so I'm, am I supposed to just charge it to the game at that point and right. do it and then say oh, okay but I'm not going to go out with him no more mm-hmm. like no at that point you would stand up for yourself and you would say I'm not doing that this time these days are over with blah 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 so then why is it not okay for the man to say the same thing right and that was the thing too that's where I was like over the years I realized I had to switch the mindset but I think I needed to see I think deep down the side I needed to see a cultural mindset shift if you will like i guess i'm saying i didn't see other men who were feeling like i felt mm-hmm. and they were like nah that's the bullshit you know what i mean i'm mad as hell and i'm not taking it anymore like you know took you a know long time because now by saying like now you see post. me in 2019 everything <laughs> is hashtag know your worth king and even i ain't gonna lie sometimes it's jokingly right and it may be trollish but a lot of it there's truth behind it and there's real conviction behind it because i do feel like you know Situations like this, like this is a big know your worth came moment. And when he did that, I felt it. My fist was up. My black fist was up <laughs> with pride. Because this man, he did something that I've wanted to do all my career. Well, or at least half my career where this was happening to me. I wanted to be like, nah, you ran this shit up. You got to be responsible for that shit. Or, you know, I'm just going to pay this portion. You got to chalk up. Because I seen, I, especially, again, I seen motherfuckers. I've seen, yeah, I'm calling you women motherfuckers. I've seen you, I've seen you motherfuckers be preserving your one fucking beer. Babysitting that shit like, like, you know, the hand across the cradle. But now you on the mother, another motherfucker tab and shit. You, you parched. Like, you just came out the desert. Like, this ain't water. It's the same beer you was having the other night. Why so many now? Bueller? Nah. Nah, you come with the same fucking energy that I saw you with over there. So, uh, okay, so what is it that, okay, so why are men not saying anything? 
Why are they just eating this? Because it's societal pressures. It's still a thing. Even now, my New York work King thing, I can't guarantee you that if I'm out and about, I still wouldn't pay the tab if that shit happened. Why? What's okay? I understand societal pressure, but society is not sitting there with you I right get it. now. But it's ingrained. Okay, that's like it's it's ingrained. It's kind of like how, and I'm just drawing a parallel. I'm not comparing the two per se. It's kind of like how they say, "Why do we do certain shit as black people?" And it's like it's ingrained in us since like slavery or whatever. It's kind of almost in our DNA, kind of sort of. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It takes a lot to break that, and then sometimes hell, you just. I hate to say, sometimes you just might feel bad. Because again, I mean, okay, at the end of the day, at least I still know my pockets, right? I'm not saying she don't got it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she do got it. But shit, if we here and she looking the other way, you think one, two things. She trying to trap me or damn, she just ain't got it. She just figured I had it. So what you're saying is, so... It could be a bunch of different things is what I'm saying. Nitty, you trying to go to happy hour next Friday? Well, we ain't there yet. I know. But either but way... I'm just saying, I'm still a woman. Huh? I'm still a woman. We were talking about dating though. But if you feel societal pressure, it could just be me and you. People, we know we not dating. So it's fine. Truth be told, first of all, with you, shit is different anyway. <laughs> you know, we, you ain't, you, you different, Nutrella. So no, with you, I wouldn't feel societal pressure. But I will say, I will say, you, you are one of those people, if I had it, you wouldn't pay. Oh, well, thank you. You know what I mean? I'll take that. Like, yeah, like, if I if I did sit there and let you pay your thing, that means, you know, well, you know, my pockets. <laughs> I had enough of me. <laughs> Good looking out. Yeah, I mean. And I can't, you know, and I can say, with that being said, there, there were a couple times when we went out karaoke. Yeah. And I ordered a drink with every intention on paying for my drink, and you had paid for yeah. it. Yeah. So, so. I, yeah, I had that. But yeah, for these dating ass motherfuckers, and plus, you like you said, like earlier, you alluded to that's kind of like the, I'll paraphrase, I guess, old time thinking. Old right, time. it is. And you know, I guess that's what I was raised with too. Not saying my parents told me to take a get taken advantage of, but you know, they teach you things about how a man should be. Like, mm-hmm. now I'm not. Don't get me wrong. My parents never said like, because I didn't have the parents. I was like, hold doors open. Da, 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 da. I mean, they told you how to do right as a man. But you couple that with the, you know, there was no new age stuff. Couple that with the fact that then I learned, you know, just from my travels in life where you see other things or you hear other men, mm-hmm. OGs say things or you learn from women. Like, for instance, holding the door for a woman, I didn't learn that till college. Oh. What? My sophomore year. You know who taught me? Hmm. My best friend, Keisha. Oh. We were walking out of Trebon University, Student University Center, UD one day. See, I did not hold the door for women. But uh, what I would do, I'd walk out the door and hold it behind me so you could get through. And she said, she said no, no, no. You're supposed to hold the door for a woman and let her walk out first. I said, huh? I'm holding the door. She said, no. You walked out first and you held the door. She's like, no, you're supposed to hold the door for a woman and let her walk out first. So I made that adjustment then and there. Literally, that's the only time she ever said anything about that. And we talking about like 99, 2000 Yeah. Cash money taking over, right? <laughs> and from that one moment, I've never stopped holding the door open for a woman before I walked out again. Mm-hmm. And that is true. So, and I always, t- I told a couple of times, I was like, yeah, I credit you with that. But what happened is when I learned that, then I took it upon myself to start learning what were the other things that men, I guess, were supposed to be doing, quote unquote, throughout the years. Because, of course, that's an old custom. Like walking on the outside of the sidewalk? We'll talk about that. So, uh, that's an old custom. <laughs> And I was starting to hear it to all those things. Uh-huh. 
So I guess that kind of evolved into the man paying kind of thing and this and that and the other. Now with the walking on the side of the street, I don't like that. I still don't, I don't, and there's been times where I tried it, I just feel like it's stupid. I mean, it's stupid for a few reasons. Cause first when I heard, the first time I, cause first of all, I didn't hear about this rule till I was well and grown, like uh, past college grown. Okay. And I would say, what's the reason for that? And they would, the first reason they would give, which I found out was an inaccurate reason, is that because you protected her from danger, like if a car yes. is gonna hit, come off the street, that's what I heard. Hit you like you gotta hit the bird. First of all, why do I gotta want to just die? Like, <laughs> no, no, no listen, her. listen to me for a second. Okay. Because <laughs> it said for any woman, basically. Yes. If, if okay, I, I can even say you said that for my woman, mm-hmm. or maybe women who will have that kind of place in my life. Mm-hmm. best friends, family, all of that. It's crazy. It's a crazy reach, but I get it. But what if this is our first date? I got to put my life on the line for a first date? Nah, I can't just be giving up my life for a first date. I don't even know you. You could be a dickhead. You know what I mean? You could be a suicidal. You could be a killer for all I know. I just don't know about your bodies. And I'm supposed to just give my life up for you, like, killing-ass motherfucker? Like, no. That's one thing. But then, two, my other thing is, I'm going to tell you motherfuckers something right now. <laughs> this is just a matter of logic and physics. If a car is careening off the motherfucking street, so much so that it's going to come on the sidewalk and hit me, and you standing right next to me, it's hitting your ass too. We both dead. I cannot shield you from a car. Because first of all, you know how fast a car has to be going to come up off the street, over the side. Because especially we live in the city. Yeah. Chances are there's cars parked on the street. That car, by all means, should be hitting other cars first. There should be a ricochet effect. We should live. If that car careened so hard that it it did a, a, a kick, jump, a turbo boost over the motherfucking cars, or took that other car, hit that car so hard that that car's going to land on me, it's landing on us. What's the name of that show that everybody cry about? This is us. That's right. They're going to be crying because this is us getting crushed by a motherfucking car. So you're not... So the moral is you're not walking on the outside. I mean, I guess I don't want to. I mean, if you feel that adamant about it, I'll go ahead and give it a go. But it's but by the logic that they gave me, it's dumb. That's not logical. Now, what they say the accurate mm-hmm. the accurate history of it is is because back in the day, ye olden days, mm-hmm. when stage coaches were going down the street, mm-hmm. not cars. A lot of people used to throw their trash out their windows off of rooftops and stuff like that. So the man would walk on the curbside so that way if the trash is flying, it will land on the man and not the woman because she'd be closer to the wall of the building or whatever so it wouldn't land on her. Kind of fucked up. I got to eat this trash, hell. <laughs> but okay, I get it. I get it. All right? Okay. Here's the thing. Nobody's throwing trash out their fucking windows and off the roof anymore. We got trash compactors. We got incinerators. We got garbage cans. We have garbage trucks. We have, there's some apartment complexes where, and you know, one of my people, Stephanie, you can put your trash outside your door. And there's maintenance men that come on, a maintenance crew that comes around and picks really? the trash up. Yes, she, all she literally has to do is put it on the outside of her apartment door. And somebody comes around eventually and takes the trash from outside each apartment door and takes it to the fucking trash compact. That's, that's the society we live in today. So why are you telling me I still got to walk street side? At that point, it's stupid. At that point, it's stupid. Now, one more reason. Let me get my last okay. reason on that. It becomes a dance in the city. And I'll tell you why. Because once you start crossing certain streets, 
she's going to wind up street side again. You're right. And you know how I learned that? Because I tried it. I tried it with her. I tried it with her. And I was like, all right, make this attempt and walk on this side. Next thing I know, I'm like pivoting and dodging behind it, jumping on the other side. I don't want to cut in front of her. I don't want to be rude. I feel like I was doing a basketball drill. Like, am I doing a pick and roll? Or I'm grabbing her hand. All right, come on this side. It's like we're doing a tango. This is dumb. <laughs> so we got to do this for every intersection? I basically felt like I had to map out my fucking route to where we were going and coming walking-wise to find the least amount of switches. This ain't house party. I don't got to keep switching. This is bullshit. So, no. Fuck that street shit. So why you don't feel the societal pressure there? Because it's just dumb. Because the reasons they gave were dumb. See, in talk about old school reasons. Right. At least the reasons to say for paying women said, well, of course, you know. And again, like I said, I got to break out of that. See, this was so dumb, there was nothing to break out of. <laughs> okay. The shit with the paying, yeah, back then, in our grandparents' those days, first of all, what, 80, 90% of men had jobs. Right, women and the did. women didn't. Right. So, of course, the only recourse was for the man to pay. Even when people got married, it was the husband who won, was the breadwinner. Right. So you paid for shit. And that carries on. That might still be in the DNA. You pay for it. I mean, we're in the world of the working woman now, but you pay for yeah. it. Matter of fact, I feel like it's, it's just as ingrained in women's DNA that that's why he that, shouldn't pay. Right, yeah. So, because it made, at least it made a lot of sense for a lot of years. The garbage shit stopped making sense <laughs> when we... Evolved in the garbage <laughs> shit, yeah. Stop throwing trash off the roof. And the car coming off of the street shit has just been stupid from the gate. <laughs> like, I feel like if a woman literally told me that the first time, like, let's say if I was walking with a woman, the same way how the woman said he should pay, let's say if I'm on the first day woman, she said, you should walk on the street side. And I'd be like, why? She'd be like, because the car could come off the street and fuck us up, but I need you to take that hit. I'm looking like her like she's dumb. And I'm like, you know what? I might have to reevaluate this date. This might not be it. Yeah. Because what you just said was stupid. And <laughs> I ain't got time for stupid tonight, ma. I didn't come here for stupid. I didn't come for stupid? Nah, I didn't set up no date for stupid. You know, you might deal with stupid as you get it at the club or some shit. But, <laughs> you know, you never know what you get at the club. You might just be trying to take something home. I set up a whole date with you. I might be like, nah, fuck that. But that's how I feel about that. That's just me. Okay. That's why I brought it up. That's just all you need in his store. So, again, so, uh, so for all the people, I guess, you know, we want to spend all night on this topic. For all the people that felt like this man was wrong, because they gave a man one reason why he was wrong. First of all, for the people who were adding mad other shit, oh, he was a fuckboy. He's probably her DMs all crazy before that. Da, 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 da. People were saying these that's things. What I'm, saying you, that's, I'm like, where are you getting this from? At all. Right. And matter of fact, he said they hit it off and they chatted in the DMs with each other. So it wasn't just him and his DMs. They were in each other's right. DMs. And that's why they agreed to meet and all of that bullshit. So y'all can get the fuck out of here. Um, I do want to talk about white people, white people. Okay. Because it's always fun to talk about white people, white people. So I came across an article. And courtesy of the Washington Post. Mm -hmm. It says some white people don't want to hear about slavery at plantations. I saw that. Built by slaves. I saw this today. I could not wait to discuss I this motherfucker here. I saw that today and was like, I don't even get that at all. So you took yourself to mm -hmm. the plantation where they were probably advertised that they would be talking about slavery. It's advertised as a then, slave plantation. To then get mad right. that you voluntarily took yourself there? Right. It's not even like they said, and not even I know how they advertise it. But I have to imagine, they didn't just say, come to the 
the Whitney plantation and see the cotton, how the cotton was mm-hmm. processed, or something. You no, know, he probably said, come to the slave plantation. Even if they did, fuck out of here. You grew up in America, you know what a plantation means. You know what it means. In our school system, they teach you about that shit. They pounded it to your head. One, to keep to try to keep the blacks feeling inferior, to try to keep the whites feeling superior. And let's keep it funky. A spade is a motherfucking spade here. And these people really wrote reviews talking about some, here's some of the reviews I'm not quoting. It was just not what we expected. <laughs> I was depressed by the time I left. The tour was more of a scolding of the old South. The brief mentions of the former owners were defamatory. What? We gonna come back to that too. Would not recommend. And he had said these are a few of the apparently negative reviews posted online about guided to guided tours of southern plantations in Louisiana. About at that, I mean Louisiana still has fucking plantation mentality now. Like their prisoners are on a plantation, right? Like matter of fact, that jail down there they call it the farm. Yeah, the one that they, they just arrested a bunch of immigrants. Yeah. And they're... Oh, they said the ice cats to the farm? Yeah, they were in... So they now they're getting the they microphone for free. They were in Louisiana. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, listen to this one. So now this was... um, This was this tweet was a quote posted by a former Colorado congressional candidate. Her name is uh, Sarah Rao. Forgive me if I chopped her name up. She screenshotted one of the reviews. My husband and I were extremely disappointed in this tour. We didn't come to hear a lecture on how the white people treated slaves. We came to get this history of a southern plantation and get a tour of the House of Girls. Let me run that back. We didn't come here, because I want to make sure y'all get this now. All you free thinkers. All you woke folk. We didn't come here. No, we didn't come to hear a lecture on how the white people treated slaves. We came to get this history of a southern plantation. Isn't that the history of the southern You plantation? better speak on it. You better speak on it, Nutella. You sound dumb. Exactly. Oh, we didn't come here for the history. We came here for the history. I didn't come Fuck in this. I didn't walk us in this church for them to tell me about Jesus. Right. <laughs> what? Wanted to learn about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> they went on to say, the tour guide was so radical about slave treatment, we felt we were being lectured and bashed about the slavery. My ancestors were from Sicily, never owned slaves, and my husband's were German, and none of his ever owned slaves. No, but they probably killed some Jews. But, okay, I digress. Right. Go ahead. And I am by far not a racist or against all Americans having equal rights. But this was my vacation, and now we are crossing all plantation tours off our list. It was just not what we expected. I'll go back. Listen to this. I'll go back to Louisiana and see some real plantations that are so much more enjoyable to tour. I'm sorry. Let me Why? read it back. Wait a minute. Me, no, no, no. Let me read it. I know. Okay. It, but I need to make sure that people felt it like you felt it because everybody now might have got it so fast that you could because you shocked. I'm confused. I'll go back to Louisiana and see some real plantations that are so much more enjoyable to tour. White people, white people. Before we even get to the the, the socially wrong things in that statement, mm-hmm. who plans their vacation to see plantations? Thank you. Yo, when she said I was on vacation, 
and I'm gonna cross the rest of my plantation exactly. visits off the list. Exactly. Wait a minute. That was this so, was my vacation. <laughs> right. She wanted to see all the she wanted all the smoke. So, so for my vacation, I planned a tour of plantations to not hear about slavery. So which so which plantation does she think she's not gonna hear about slavery? Like which plantation wasn't slavery built, slavery run? Because matter of fact, matter of fact, I want to tour that plantation. Because that's a magical plantation. I had to see the plantation that built and ran itself not on the backs of a slaves. Maybe it's um, the Queen Sugar Plantation. I've never watched Queen Sugar. Oh, I was going to say that would probably be the only one. That, that, that's a black show, right? Yeah. So the black folk own the plantation? They own the land. White folk probably owned it first. No, that was the oh, problem. Was... The white folks wanted to own it oh, okay. and they couldn't get it from them. Okay. So maybe oh, that. Clearly fiction. Fictional so, yeah. plantation. Yeah. <laughs> She must have been watching Queen Sugar. I want to go to the Queen Sugar. Where's the Queen Sugar tour? Yeah, that's like us. I want to go to Hillman. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Because I'm sitting up here like this woman just, yo, matter of fact, I remember, we're going to talk about y'all white people in a second. I just want to reflect. I remember one time I went to Colonial Williamsburg, way back in the day, young boy days, early college, whatever. And it was one of those like, Timeshare trips, uh-huh. so you get the you know stay there. You just go to the thing, pay a little money. So of course we were doing stuff. That we went to Bush Gardens and all that. Right. And they said it was like a tour. Um, now it wasn't called a plantation tour. It just said it was a tour of Colonial Williamsburg. Come across some shit. Now when you read a little pamphlet, like a little map, it just said okay, this is a plantation beyond. It's still a register to be good yet. So we got there and then I'm like, oh shit. Like you know, start talking about stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the bullshit, right? Like, I don't want to be here, like. You know, we did it. So, needless to say, I don't want to tour a plantation. Yeah. Like, you know, I and I see people tour plantations a lot. I guess they say get the history of America. And I see black people on no shade did none of the, you know, because you want to learn about history, that's fine. That's how you want to learn about it. But knowing what I know, you know, you start to learn about the brutal history. I don't want to see that. I don't want that energy. I will say this. Um... In college, I got to study abroad in Germany. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Germany, one of the things that they took us to was a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. So walking around that concentration camp, you I'm going to assume you get the same type of feeling, the same type of energy right. as walking around a slave plantation. Mm-hmm. And I can say, like you said, um, once is enough. Mm-hmm. If you ever do it that one, like you really probably don't even need to do it that one time. Right. But if you do... It's enough. You feel that, and you mm-hmm. remember that feeling. I remember walking around on the ground, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know I'm walking on people's bodies. Right. And that was the thing about the plantation, you know. And now that I'm more into like this whole kind of energy thing, and mm-hmm. you know, spirits and ancestors, I don't want to feel that. That's gonna hurt more now because you know I'm I'm more, I'm in a different mindset, I'm a different tune, right. you know. Now there are some places. That I would visit, like for instance, um, I don't know if I want to even do that, but I know some people who have ventured to South Africa and they visited the jail that Nelson Mandela spent his 27 years in. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them, you know, talk about it, or maybe even in their videos, they've come to tears because it was like, you know, and I get it, but at the same token, I don't want to be brought to tears. Right. I, again, because like you said, you're on vacation, I don't want to feel that way. But I get where someone may feel like they may need to do that because they just had to come. Well, it wouldn't be a vacation. Like, I wasn't on vacation when I was in Germany. Right. I was studying abroad. I was 
in school, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that was them teaching me part of the German yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to, if you're on vacation and you're going down south and you decide that you want to visit a plantation, mm-hmm. you're now learning part of our right. Southern culture. Yeah, It's ours, we have to own that. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just makes no sense. Like you said, how dare I go on vacation to Great Adventures and say, dang, why all, all they got is these roller coasters. Right. You chose exactly. great adventures. Mm-hmm. You can't then get a. You can't then go and complain about what you chose to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't even understand how the Washington. Maybe hopefully the Washington Post was writing this mm-hmm. is a way to poke fun at these people, but not to actually take them seriously. Yeah, I think they would. I'm sure. I have to feel like they were taking it back, taking justice back. But you know, it was, it was like ridiculous, like. Yeah. Especially based on what the people actually said. I didn't go to a plantation to learn about plantation history. Right. But I'm going to go to other plantations and the real plantation, because clearly this was the fake one that the slaves were on there. You know, and like you said, you had a multiple plantation tour. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why do you want to see so many? That's what you were doing on your... I think you're relishing, and you're relishing in black pain. Yes. Yes. If that's, that's what, what you wanted to do. Yeah, that's what you're doing, colonizing. So, I personally cannot fuck with that. But, of course, white people are going to white people. Here's the thing. I feel like, and I'll tell this to my guy, Cliff. Um, it, it takes a lot more than it used to for white people to surprise me with their antics, with their white people. Just because I really have a, an understanding of their caucasity. But this was up there in terms of surprising. It's like, all right, all right y'all really, y'all, y'all found me. It's like, just when I said y'all probably couldn't get too much more ridiculous, some white person said, hold my beer. <laughs> Matter of fact, hold my PBR, yeah. I got you. Give me one second. Exactly. So now you go, how dare you go want, go want to visit the plantations that represent the torture, the rape, the murder, the denigration, and everything else you could think of of our people. And then you be offended by the motherfucker when you learn about yeah. those said things. Now, you can kiss my black ass from here across the motherfucking street. Matter of fact, we just put that on a segment. Why are you here? There you go. <laughs> why the fuck are you here? That's the same thing since we're talking about why are you here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how um, 45, mm-hmm. not only... Mr. Why are you here? Yeah. Not only did he already say the whole Toledo thing, mm-hmm. then... Oh, wait, explain to the people who might not have heard what the Toledo thing is. Oh, at the end of his uh, speech, so when there, he was addressing... There was another the, white terrorist, yeah. white Christian terrorist shooting in Dayton, Ohio. Shooting in Dayton, Ohio. In Dayton, Paso, Ohio. In El Paso. At the mm-hmm. end of his speech addressing the United States of America about the tragedy that's happened, he ends his speech with, and um, my prayers go out to all the victims of the families in Toledo. Not Dayton. Toledo. Not Dayton. Not Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. This shows how insensitive he and how desensitized he is to the Mm -hmm. American culture anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he wasn't welcome in El Paso. I think presidents have speechwriters. They do. Oh, he went off. He went off the cuff. That was not written for him. Mm -hmm. He he just ended with something that wasn't written there and he was off Mm -hmm. and wrong. But um, as I crack open this crown royal vanilla. Quick ad. 
Crown Royal Vanilla, the vanilla-flavored whiskey. The Crown Royal Distilling Company of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. If you want to feel regal, make sure you address that crown, adjust the crown in your head, address the crown in your cup. Crown Royal. <laughs> Boy, y'all better cut me a motherfucking check. <laughs> y'all better cut me a motherfucking check. And I'm sitting here mesmerized too, like it's a real commercial. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I, I'll be trying to tell you, I'm a pitch man, yo. And that's boss at the top. That's at the top bars. I mean, not just the arm. That's freestyle. I'm listening though. But no, so not only did he do that, not only was he not welcome at the visual and the memorials for these families mm -hmm. of the people of El Paso. Um, for those of you who don't know, it just as a coincidence, ICE goes in and raids all of these so-called immigration plants where people are working mm -hmm. and separate, um, I think, close to 700 families. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of speeches going on saying that, you know, that wasn't him, that wasn't him. And he's upset that the people don't want him to come and support them in El Paso. And I'm like, what they keep saying, it makes sense. It's like you walk around spewing all of this anti-immigrant conversations mm -hmm. and then you want to stand and hold hands with them. It, it doesn't make sense. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Just don't get it. And you heard they, you heard them ice raids gonna be in Delaware. Mm -hmm. They said the ice raids in Del coming to Delaware this weekend. Oh well, if we already know, then yeah, that's my thing though. How do you announce a rate? How do you announce yeah, raids? I thought raids was supposed to be surprised. So yeah, like. And then my thing is, all right. So what is the raid for? So okay, you separate me, and then I'm supposed to file my papers and show them to you. Cause you walk in and put the handcuffs on people automatically. Mm -hmm. Like I'm confused. Is that how it works? Um, or as in uh, Hispanic American, I always have to carry paperwork with me. Right. It's crazy. It's the, the, the state that we live in. So basically assume, like you said, you're Hispanic. You ain't got no paper. Right. That's what I'm confused about. Listen to this something that I came across on social media today. Okay. It's a quote. It says, terrible things are happening outside. Poor, helpless people are being dragged out of their homes. Families are torn apart. Men, women, and children are separated. Children come home from school to find that their parents have disappeared. That's crazy. I couldn't even imagine. It ain't crazy yet. Wait for this one. What? You're not done? You want to know who quoted it? Who? Anne Frank, January 13, 1943. Wow. This is 2019. And it's quote, before I read the bottom, who I was like, yo, this is real. There's some yeah, little it's kid. Fucking, it's you, literally history repeating itself. And you talking about history that was happening. In, where was she? Poland? Germany? So, yeah. She so was right, somewhere yeah. over there. Yeah. 1943, this took place. And it's literally happening word for word in 2019. Right now. Yes. Right. <laughs> it's, I'm laughing, but and it's for, not funny. And for no reason. Right. And for no reason at all. We exactly. might as well be having Hispanic concentration camps. Exactly. Well, that's that's what those ICE detention centers pretty much are. Yeah. Yes. They just not you know roasting them or whatever I guess or you know things of that nature. Put but gas on yeah, them like that. But yeah, it, it's absolutely no difference. As far as we know, anyway. Correct. Because I mean, they said there have been casualties in this. I mean, not as egregious as that. I get you know the means, but people been dying in the motherfuckers too. Now, have you seen this? What's that? Um, well, of course, people can't see it, but take a look here. It's a oh, wall. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of the things I had saved up, too. It's a wall of um, African-American kids, mm -hmm. and it says, it's appropriate haircuts, inappropriate haircuts, 
and inappropriate hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Now, Matter of fact, I have the actual article as well. So the title says, Georgia School Faces Backlash Over Display of Quote Appropriate and Quote Inappropriate Black Hairstyles. So at a, um, it's a school, at an elementary school in Georgia is facing backlash over a display depicting appropriate and inappropriate hairstyles for students. All of the children featured on the poster, which has since been taken down, it was taken down the same day that it had been put up. Mm-hmm. It was at Narvi J. Harris Traditional Theme School in Decatur. All of the children posted were black. And yeah, so they would show different braid styles, right. flat top styles, haircuts with little, with little designs, designs and in stuff. It. Yeah. And, and regular braid styles like cornrows and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Labeled as inappropriate hairstyles. Right. And it's crazy because uh, one person says, because they said the children's faces were shielded by yellow post-it notes. It's unclear if there were students at the school, which has a student body that is almost entirely black. Right. So the school majority black. And you just wipe out every ethnic hairstyle. Like, what? And somebody went on to say, and this is a quote, it wouldn't have been so bad had they included other races. But the fact, and we're going to touch on that. I, want, I love your reactions. You be having, I know you be chomping at the bit. This is why we got a podcast together. It wouldn't have been so bad had they included other races. But the fact that those are all little black faces and those are traditional black hairstyles makes it worse. Um, one beauty shop owner said, she said, they already have them wearing uniforms. Why not let them have some individuality with their hair? My thing is, mm-hmm. what is the makeup of the staff at this school? Mm-hmm. That's what's, that's what's going to question. Mm-hmm. My question is, because a lot of our schools that are filled with mm-hmm. predominantly um, black and brown kids mm-hmm. are filled with white teachers. Right. So for a white teacher, then... To not only, uh, and this is my assumption mm-hmm. based off of just how the standards of most schools are, mm-hmm. they're mostly predominantly white right. teaching in these neighborhoods um, and in these school systems. For them to then make that judgment and say what is appropriate or what is inappropriate um, is beyond me. Right. You don't know my hair. You don't mm-hmm. know anything about my hair. You don't know what my hair means to me as a little mm-hmm. boy or a little girl. And then you're teaching me at a young age that is inappropriate mm-hmm. now here's a crazy thing because yes i mean even now i put the bristle up that this the administration would have to be predominantly white or mm-hmm. not black right but i can't even say that with the same hundred percent certainty over the normally said it just because i remember on the nitty in the city podcast earlier this year we spoke about another school it was in the south it might have been georgia again where the principal had instituted a quote-unquote dress code for the parents. They said you can't come to school on like the first day or whatever. Whenever you come to school, you can't come wearing certain things, right? It was like bonnets, uh, whatever gear it was, you could tell it was clearly like targeted toward the black women. Mm -hmm. And to which, you know, they were like, well, damn. But the principal was black, was a black woman. So what did she say? She was uplifting her women. Yeah, she said she's she said she was trying she said she was trying to set a standard for the students because they don't want the students to follow, I guess, the quote unquote like standard or patterns that their parents or whoever were following. So they wanted to make sure they had a certain mindset that they were gonna come to school dressed a certain way, this and that, but it has to start with the parents can't come dressed any old type way. That was her thing. But again, so if I was even whereas even whereas white people parents went to school, everything was 
everything that was on there was something that you pretty much a synonymous with what black, black people do. Black woman. Yeah. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I said, I said, so what is she trying to say? She's uplifting her people, but. More or less. There's a different way to go about doing that. Right. Than targeting your people as mm -hmm. well. Because like I said, I mean, what is stereotypical of people who live in trailer parks mm -hmm. to have like bad teeth. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to say? Oh, you can't come here with your teeth all over your face. I never saw any school dress code or whatever or style code that said you couldn't have a, like a, 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 a spiky mohawks that white kids rock. Right. And punk metal rockers or like you can't come wearing chains or, or the, the gothic look. Yeah. Or you can't wear all black trench coats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Else. With guns under them. <laughs> I never saw that. Yeah. Never said. Never said you can't wear. Co Columbine didn't have a dress code. It didn't. Mm. Did that hurt white people? Did that hurt? I hope it did. Sandy Hook can't have no dress code. It's a lot that goes mm -hmm. into that. And it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And it I, even with, I hate to keep bringing this man up to even give him airtime, but even with the speech that he gave, like I felt like it didn't even address the real issue. He was just talking around stuff. Mm -hmm. And again, trying to give an out to these two young white men mm -hmm. who decided that they were going to mm -hmm. go shoot up something because you know because of course it's mental health right oh no i did i send you the clip of and daddy the, issues of the the black lady who was who went in yeah yeah did. so even in that clip something that she said mm -hmm. like it was like it's wrong and she even admitted she said this is wrong they always want to talk on black about black on black crime mm -hmm. but she said but black people are going to kill the motherfuckers that did something to them right they're not driving 10 hours to kill some people mm -hmm. who did not do a thing to them right and it's again not saying that you know black on black crime is a right and I'm mm. condoning it or anything else like that, but it's a little bit more mm. sanity to mm. it, right? Plus, you know that's a dumb concept anyway because you kind of just if you get into shit you should get shit people in your neighborhood, right? So black people don't live around white people, so white people live around white people, but again you'll hear about white on crime, right? Right. So fuck that. And piggybacking on what you said about about the lady said about black people just go around to kill people. Y'all better not motherfucking bring up that DC sniper. Fuck y'all. <laughs> that was an anomaly. I still question that shit. Yeah, that was an anomaly. I might have to I might have to go conspiracy theorists and say the government put them up to that motherfucker. Yeah. Shit. Like we done had too many white people being claimed for this over mm -hmm. here. We gonna yeah. give you this and this. We'll take care of your family mm -hmm. for the rest of their life. Just go yeah. out there and just shoot some people. Yeah, because I know y'all wanna cling to that motherfucker so bad. And nah, fuck that. Y'all not gonna get that. Now let's lighten this mood a little bit. Last time, we saw on Team Nitty Radio, we talked about Back That Ass Up, Back That Ass Up's place in hip-hop history. Right. I got another song I want to talk about, its place in hip-hop history and discuss it. It's the Negro spiritual known as Knuck If You Buck. <laughs> okay. By Crime Mob. Uh-huh. Because I was reading an article on it, right? It was about the matter of fact. It's titled "The History Behind But Beloved Negro Spiritual Knuck If You Buck." Is as wild as you'd imagine, boy. And this was presented by Blavity. Shout out to Blavity. I get a lot of stuff from Blavity. They're a great site promoting black shit. First of all, I'm gonna say this. I didn't know Crime Mob was like 15, 16 when they made "Knuck If You Buck." Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, like they were oh. like 15, 16 when they made it. They were pushing the streets. It's getting played in Atlanta already. Right. And then I think. They, some of them were seniors in high school by the time it hit. 
like mainstream. So okay. once said he was going to prom, but it was fifty sixty when it was hot in Atlanta. And especially, I would have never thought they weren't grown because the first dude, well, I'm a gat, toting, pistol, holding nigga on your damn street. Right. His voice is deep as fuck. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So, yeah, they were that. Um, and the, the history behind it was great, how they came up with it and all of that stuff. Matter of fact, because um, Lil J, you're like, Lil J, you on the track. Yeah. He's one of the members. He was the one who actually Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was a producer. He That's um, Princess's sister, uh, brother. So Princess was um, I don't know if you watch Love and Hip Hop. I didn't yeah. really, but Ray she Day's was wife? Scrappy's girlfriend at one point. Oh okay, okay, yeah. yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yes. So, her, her and Lil J were bro- our brother and sister, and I guess Lil J was in the beat making. He said how he came, how they came with that track. He said uh, their parents. They said they actually had very Christian parents, like church folk parents. They were military brats. And I guess their parents were away one weekend and they had a party at the crib. And I guess it was like different sections or factors mm-hmm. beefing. And they, one crowd, they, one crew fucked up some other crew. They said one boy got fucked up in particular. So he said, Lucky if your buck came from that. They was talking about, you know, the fight. And shit. Somebody really got the ass whooped. He said, Now when you hear the bell in that song, like the doom, you know if you hear it. He said, How he came up with that? That's how he started the beat. The boy got beat up against like a street pole. And I guess oh. that was like a ding. And he heard a ding. And then he said that bell that you hear in the joint, it was inspired by that. But Lucky Few Buck, literally, as it's known to be a fight song, it came from fights. And they said, any way they performed that, people were fighting. There was, it was fighting. guaranteed that. He said, especially in the night. He said, even if the song came on, he said, like, if it came on in the club, even though they were performing, because he said people were looking for a reason. So maybe a, a shorty had a problem. Never sure did. I probably never do. And whatever. He said when that song came on, they used that as a reason to go uh, throw a bow or something. And that's you know they fighting. They fucking them up. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. That song now to this day, whenever it's played in a party amongst Greeks, mm-hmm. it's automatically time to go basically make fun of the other Greeks. Wow. And say how they're not as good as the one you're in. I did not know that. Yeah, and all their parties. So it's a Greek fight song too. Have a party walk or a stroll mm-hmm. that um, puts down. Mocks the other, okay, the wow. other organization. Doing something new every day. So now, like like back that ass up. I feel like Knuckle Few Buckets stood withstood the test of time. It has, especially if they because re, they remade it. So into that, what is it? Juju on that. Beat. Oh yeah, Juju on that beat. Yeah, yeah. They remade and it. they said at the time, Knuckle Few Buck was getting played on the radio in Atlanta because they just made the song, the beat, and the song in their parents' crib. Mm-hmm. They said they never even mastered, mixed or mastered it. Oh, they didn't? So the ready, the song was so hot in the streets because they said they were selling it to the streets first. It said it was so hot in the streets, people kept requesting on the radio. The radio played that unmixed, unmastered version just because the man, and it was still just as hitting. Wow. So he was like, he said some shit like, when he made it, he said that you could, when they played it out in the streets on the radio, you could like hear his mother in the background, somebody in the people in the background like talking like uh-huh. shit like that. That's how, that's what was destined. Yeah, but if you're doing that, because can you imagine taking a song on the radio now, like, oh yeah, and without being a Mr. Master the Bernie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? You're like, that better be an effect you put in on right. So, I gotta ask, where are we placing this in hip hop history? Like, that's one of the tops. That's yeah. up there with Back That Ass Up. It and, carries. Um, it, it's an anthem for Jordan. one. Yeah. This is how we do it. It's an all time anthem, because it still yeah. carries us hard to this day. And, you know, even for the cats pushing 40, at 40, over 40, they're still putting their hands to their fists. Yeah. All of that. Yeah, and, still, yeah. and it's one of those like how 
We back that ass up. You hear that doom, doom. Everybody run back, you know, to get up. You ain't even got to wait for cash money taking over. Right. So when that doom, doom, you already know. Matter of fact, it's, it's so heavy to the point now because you just mentioned Juju on the beat. With the old heads, they make sure it's not Juju first before they before go. Before they jump. go, yeah. But because their initial reactions are oh shit, and then they gotta catch themselves mentally because like, that like wait a be minute because yeah. that used to mess me up all the time mm-hmm. when it was coming on. I used to be like, oh yeah. And my daughter like, what you doing? Knock if you buck. And she yeah. like, no, Juju on. Because then you hear that rap and go, yeah, and I'm like, walk in the club. Then, then I'm like, okay, that's yeah, that's not. I'm the guy talking to the whole right. nigga on your damn street. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so Knock If You Buck is on that list, mm-hmm. and it's going to be there for a while. Yeah. If I love not that forever. song. Crime Mob, oh, they were one of those young groups that got they got raped for their bread, too. Because they said they were teens. They didn't really know yeah, about they shit. Know. So they said they got, like, it was hype because they got, like, $1,000 advances or whatever. And they were put up in an apartment. They had their own shit. And then they said they saw some wild contract with a janky promoter or uh, agent or whatever. Yeah, he basically got all the bread, and they came out with nothing for, for it. Like, later on, after they, start, after they really blew it, they started doing shows. They were getting money later, but they lost a lot of money on Knock If You Buck. Another one I think that could have made it, um, it didn't, but I think it could have made it, is because that's like people love them fighting songs. would probably mm-hmm. be like Annie Up. Yeah. That was close. Yeah. That was close. And they had a good remix to it, Busta yeah. and Remy. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. And if this wouldn't have made it because of the time that it was made in mm-hmm. and who made it, but because people like fight songs, I think if it was remade to come out now, punks jump up to get me down would probably, in my opinion, make Brand it Nubia? pretty far. I think if they redid it for now. I don't know. Because I people feel like that was like good for that song. Song. That's true, too. Because people like fighting songs. Hmm, who would be a good who would be good to remake it though? Little baby. <laughs> little baby. Yeah, anybody with a good following. Yeah, little baby if he if he redid it. Mm-hmm. You know who actually could probably redo it right who? now and probably possibly get some play mm-hmm. only because of his situation that he's in right that he just was in or got out of. Mm-hmm. Um Who's the one that was locked up in Sweden? Oh, uh ASAP. ASAP Rocky, Mm -hmm. only because he could relate it to him being locked up in Sweden, and I can see white people falling on that. Yeah, because they do love some ASAP. Up to get beat down. They do love some ASAP, and that would give him automatic crossover, which would then make that probably a stand the test sign. But we would all be like, "That's nothing but brand new." Plus, ASAP, I'm gonna keep it a bean. He's essentially catering to white folk. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you go Harlem as you want to be or whatever, but that whole, I still can't get over that whole Soho, Beverly Hills thing. Mm-hmm. Even when he came out, when he got out, you know, they showed him up in the footage, up in the car, celebrate with the white folk, the white women and stuff like that. You know, all the crashes and stuff. You know, um, Destiny's Child's reportedly planning a, a reunion tour. Oh, again? Yeah, it's a I would go see that. I saw their, I saw their tour. tour before they, um, mm. their, their last tour mm. when they were breaking up. I wonder if Michelle's going to be on it and for the whole tour. I don't know. She seems weak. Like she can't make it. She was always also, the link. Yeah, but also, well, I thought she was having. Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought she was conflicted with like her Christian stuff. Her Christian side mm-hmm. and singing some of Destiny's Child things. Mm-hmm. That's what I heard that too. But so she can't doing, dance. She can't she dance can't. like the other two. So they're doing a, dance, a Destiny's Child reunion with the last Destiny's Child or the original Destiny's Child. Um, 
I didn't dig that deep. I think I just assumed it was a, you know, Michelle. Kelly. You know Beyonce. what I'm saying? Kelly. Um, but then why? Why? Why is Beyonce doing this? Because she doesn't have to. I mean, Beyonce doesn't have to do anything. I think she just does stuff because she loves it now or whatever. She just, you know, Beyonce's a worker. She just loves to work. Okay. Honestly. So do you think that's why? And plus, um, and plus, I honestly think Beyonce at the level where Beyonce wants to know what's the next thing she could do that can make some kind of history. Because mm-hmm. she's been making almost every kind of history you could think, right? Right. But then, like, she literally took coaching. Not she. Now she take Coachella by storm instead of put where people named it Beachella. Yeah. Coachella literally lost his identity for the only time in his life. It's always been Coachella. That's been the thing. Beachella is what they call it. Nobody right. even even since then nobody says the Coachella that Beyonce killed it. No, Beachella. Point blank period. Yeah. And out of all the headliner artists, have any of them ever had a two hour set? No. I mean, in her song, Before I Let Go, she, she straight up says, I walked up to Coachella. Oh, did she? So I didn't even really catch the word. Before I Let Go, she said yeah. that. Yeah. I never listened to the words. Yeah, so you know, she basically vibe. says it herself. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, okay, so then do you think that well, let me Omarion me really needed so, B2K? Well, let me, I'm not going to talk about them right now. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about grown folk business. So <laughs> A lot of people love that tour, right, right, that right, reunion right, tour. Right, but right, go right. ahead. So for this reunion tour... Um, this was uh, reported by The Sun. I don't know which Sun it was right now. But it says, an insider told The Sun, and I quote, Beyonce has been desperate to get the girls back together with her in the studio, and she can't think of a better time than 2020, when they will be marking two decades as one of the world's biggest all-time female groups. So apparently, allegedly, Beyonce really wants this to happen. First of all, Beyonce would never have to be je- desperate to bring Destiny Child back together. She really would. Because I'm sure Mother sent by the What are the other two doing? Yeah. And, and, you know, Kelly's gotten good work. Let's not, you know, deny her, but let's keep it funky. Kelly has not reached Beyonce level. No, not Kelly, at all. I'm just saying, like, she's she been has able to. Singles she's been pop. able to get work, and, you know, she's got work in acting and stuff like that. So get shout out to her. But, yeah. If Beyonce calls, you coming. Yeah. Ain't, ain't no desperate. Right. Matter of fact, I'm sure it's been time Beyonce was calling and just checking. Hey, how you? Oh, you wanna you wanna go back to? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you just wanted to know if I was alive. Okay, that's cool. Does it say that she's gonna bring um Latoya Luckett on as an opener or something? Um, I don't see anything like that. That would be nice. It would be nice to see the original. I wonder it what would. um what's her name is doing. Latavia. Latavia. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't she Remember? on like R&B divas or something at one time? I don't know. I used to like it. Remember, what's the one girl that fell off, that came, she was a replacement for a second, but she fell off quick. I don't even know her name. Farrah, that was her name. Yeah, that yeah. was her name, yep. Mm-hmm. It says now there's been many rumors before, but if Beyonce wants it, she'll get it. So they're desperately hoping this happens. Of course we know if Beyonce wants it, she'll get it. Yeah. It's no question. I'm sure that if they do do it, I'm sure them tickets gonna be a great. They are, and I'm gonna probably go. And them, and, and you know, I wouldn't be mad at going either. But you know, the people really paying to see Beyonce and the girls, really Beyonce. But I guess because Beyonce, just like when they did their tour, their mm-hmm. last tour before they broke up, there was like the Destiny's Child set. And then there was like a Beyonce set was where it? she did like her singles. Oh, okay. I mean, Kelly sang her a song with Nelly, mm-hmm. but Nelly wasn't um, there. No matter what yeah. I do. I didn't realize how difficult that song was performed until I had to do the karaoke one night. Yeah. 
I thought it was one of those things where I knew the rhythm enough to I could see the words I go, but this girl had me do it at one of the holiday karaoke. I fucked that song all the way up. Like, I, I was <laughs> terrible. I even just, I said, I, I didn't know it was so bad. Like, you put, ah, it was bad. Yeah. But, I mean, but think about, think about her performing that mm-hmm. without Nelly. So, basically, right. you're singing the chorus over and over and over again. Right. And, then, and how many times are we supposed to listen to that? people just got to rap along with right. this part, which... Most people probably can't do because that shit was tough. So it's still going to be a Beyonce set anyway. Mm-hmm. It'll be a Destiny Child set with Beyonce singing her songs as well. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Um, we're going to wrap this up in a second. So if you I'm give you an opportunity to have something positive to say, give you the op early I found something. I'm so going to say it again on Sunday we, too. Before we get to that, I just want to point out something I learned roughly, what, two weeks ago? A week or two ago. After all the acclaim I've heard about it and their lemon pepper wings, Wingstop is fucking trash. Oh, I haven't even gone there. I've heard that they're trash. I, I heard mixed reviews about them, but you know, Ricky Rose had me want to try them shits. Plus, I don't know which ones he owns. I know he owns like 40 Wingstops or some wild shit. Mm-hmm. I said, hopefully, maybe I'm supporting one of those because I fuck with Rose Heavy. Whose album just dropped today, Port of Miami 2? I heard it was coming out. So it dropped today, okay, and it's a fucking banger. You heard it? I listened to it at work today. It's 15 tracks, 15 for 15. Okay. Don't need to skip. That shit goes. I'm going to listen to it again. Rosé came with the heater. I was at work wanting to like be like, fuck y'all! going to get this fucking bag, bitch! Get this bag, bitch! My boss on vacation, no soccer. That's how I feel, you know. But... That shit is great. But I went to Wingstop on Main Street in Newark, Delaware, and that shit was trash. Somebody did tell me that all wings all wing stops are not created equal. So I guess they're saying mm-hmm. I might have just gone to a whack wing stop. I heard the one on 40 is trash. Other yeah. people will give me other stuff. So I said, when did you guys like it was Sunday? I was like, well, you know, you probably getting the old weekend wings. Uh, give me none of that bullshit. First of all, I've eaten leftovers so many times in my life. Your yeah. leftover shit should taste good if your food tastes right. good. Right. On top of the fact, I went to the motherfucking wing stop. Sometimes it tastes better. Yeah, exactly. Nice but go ahead. I went to the wing stop, and it was already kind of pricey. But then I ordered my shit. I just ordered like something, like five, six boneless mm-hmm. shits, you know, something light. And she was like, yeah, it's going to take uh, like 15 to 20 minutes because we make them fresh. I'm like, what the fuck that mean? Like, it still shouldn't take 20 minutes to drop some wings in a deep fryer mm-hmm. and, you know, bong bong with some fries. Like, what do you mean? And so I did wait that entire amount of time. And I was eating them shit. I, I didn't get the lemon pepper. You all talking about lemon pepper. I got, like, Parmesan garlic. Some, cause you, mm-hmm. And for me, it's very hard to go wrong with Parmesan garlic. Mm-hmm. Trash. Super salty at that, too. It's like, the only reason I finished them is because I paid that bread for them. Yeah. They were expensive. So... Wingstop, you can kiss my black ass from here across the street. Main Street, Newark Shopping Center, Newark, Delaware, Wingstop. I saw that today. Why are you here? So that's that. We got to wrap that up. You need to go to Tenderbone and try their cheesesteak and then let me know what you think. I heard. I heard. I heard. Well, a bunch of people said it was great and then somebody who I chat with more closely, they said it was not all that. But see, here's my thing. I saw it. At first, I was intrigued. I was like, damn, this cheese cheesesteak is huge. But my thing was, I was like, 
It looked like it could, could mess around be a soggy cheesesteak. So I asked him, I said, how was, like, it could be. And it was like, they, they said if it, it made it soggy. It, but it's like 10 feet long, so you've yeah, done it. It's three pounds of meat, so you have yeah, to let it Yeah, that's too much. So yeah, your bread does get soggy. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't, that's overkill. So it's basically, you eat that with a family. Eating it. Yeah. yeah, eating it with a fork. Yeah, that's what I said. I hate the sandwiches. I feel like I need to eat with a knife and fork. I want to have eat my sandwich. I want to eat my sandwich like a sandwich. Yeah, you have to have a knife and fork for that. Yeah, so but try it. It's fifteen dollars. Time flies it. when you pot in fun because we it were an hour thirty eight minutes in. Oh, didn't even feel like it. Um, so we're gonna wrap this up. Gonna need the new guy to go ahead and say something positive in a second. But of course, again, it's a Sunday dinner. You can catch us. We gonna drop it every Sunday. You know what I mean? The last one kind of technically dropped on Monday because it was like right after midnight. I saw that. Yeah, but that's that's because a phone call came in that I knew I wanted to have. Well, I don't say I had to take. I wanted to take it. Otherwise, I would have got it in the end of the gun. But this, you get this Sunday. You're going to hear it Sunday, you know, right now. All of that, you're listening. And if you choose to listen on another day, that's your business. But just know, if you go see that tag, it'll say Sunday. But fuck that. If it came out on a Monday, that was just leftovers. It was, it was still <laughs> Sunday dinner. It was just the motherfucking leftovers. With that said, new guy, tell the people something. I actually screenshot this. This mm. is from our... Other co-host on the Sunday show. Okay. Shout out to my guy AC. Boy, what up? He posted this and I was really inspired. It says, if you look at your circle and you're not inspired, it's not a circle, it's a cage. Woo, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, like it made good. me be like, wow, yes, I really need to check my circle so it can be a circle. And you know what's crazy? I mean, I feel like I'm at a point now where I don't have to check just because the stuff I'll be discussing with my inner circle. We've all been talking about like finances, better yourself, yes. better yourself. So I'm like, and I've been telling them, y'all inspired me to do shit. Like I got people who they steadily traveling. I'm like, yo, that's gold. I want to be like you, live your best, like kill it. One of my homegirls, I'm a good friend. She been killing it this summer. She been on so many trips, mm-hmm. all of that, right? I'm other people. Then of course, you know, my other people, they got their money right, invested mm-hmm. this and that. Now they giving me tips on how to do my. Invest. I talk about getting in a little bit. I got these stimulators and all of that. So I swear, every day now, even with Stephanie, agrees on. Daily, we talking about the money now. The yeah, fight, trying to the stock market, all of that. Yeah, I actually wouldn't mind. I saw some people I was speaking to were talking about mm-hmm. investing together and buying a block in mm-hmm. Baltimore. Yeah, shout like out to my man block. Darren. He was, yeah. Uh, but that was funny because um, somebody posted that because of the dudes in Baltimore that did. But honestly, my man Darren, that's something he was pitching years ago. Nobody ever really just... Take yeah, it serious yeah. or hop through. So it's funny because how shit comes back full through, uh, was it 360? Uh, one girl, Triple A, she, uh, she saw the article, she shared it. She's like, yo, what do you think about this? Show me what you do. He's like, yo, I told you about this years ago. Nobody, nobody was serious about it. So, you know, I mean, it could happen with this thing. I said, like, damn, I remember when he did say that years ago. Are we talking about Triple A, the chef? The food criminal, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I was like, yo, he's right. He did try to like, and sometimes it's a problem with our people. Somebody have a good idea, but yeah. we just so reluctant. But meanwhile, Mr. Charlie and them over there, that's they're all they're doing. They're doing it, living it up. Yeah, that's how you got, and now we're that's how you got the BPGs of the world. That's how gentrification is killing, mm-hmm. like, because they all said, let's get together and buy the block. Man, so, yeah, you know, I'm in the mindset where I'm, I'm here for all of that, and I'm, Doing different things with my money now, so I can be in a position eventually. Because I'm not gonna say I'm there now. Right. To where I can be like, all right, let's seriously get some paperwork together. Let's, let's get a plan this. and yeah. let's own some shit. Like set some sh- generational wealth up, so our kids don't got to want for nothing to worry about nothing, and they'll have something they can pass on. And yeah, let's become old money. Oh, good positive note. Let's become old money. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So that'll be my father. Let's become old money. But I do want to let you know that a wise man once said, now get on out of here with that alley cat coat wearing hush puppy shoe wearing crumb kid. I saw you with because you dismissed. I saw you and him. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, whether we feed your brain, your funny bone, or your something to do, we're just happy to be feeding you because around here at Sunday dinner, we all eat. Or everyone eats, you know. Everyone eats. There you go. All right. On that note, we out. Sunday Dinner is presented by the Nitty in the City podcast. All views and opinions expressed by the individuals on this program are those and solely those of said individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of this program, Nitty in the City, or any of its affiliates. The original background music is provided by Lance Chris. Special thanks to all of the financial supporters of the Nitty in the City podcast. For more information on how you can support Nitty in the City, send email correspondence to Nitty in the City, that's one word, at gmail.com.